Okay, I'm finally gonna listen to my brother and watch Dark. Why Why not? You know, it's been a month. Jumped off it a bit. Let's just flick it on. <laughs> Wait. Brandon's wrestling? No. <laughs> no, that can't be. That's a... From the creators of Pharaoh Force 5. I, I, I was flabbergasted. Something like this has never happened on Dark. You know, unless you don't count Lee Johnson, but it's, it's never happened on Dark. A new journey is put into question. No, I'm not going to do an episode on Brandon Cutler. Look, for all I know is he just rolled a natural 20, and he just he just got something out of the deck of many things. You know, he likes D&D. &D. This is this is all a sham. This is this is fake. This is this ain't the real result that we're getting here. On a polyamic die, there's a 50% chance of rolling 1 to 10 and another 50% of 11 to 20. I'm I'm telling you right now there is there is no way this is ever going to happen again, okay? I you know, I'm going to take a little trick out of D&D playbooks here. I'm 5e probably just going to take a roll See, do that. I've got my perception up. I've got myself some good quality Steinamaps. Doesn't anyone love bloody Steinamaps? Now there's a 33% chance. He, he won. A man cursed with vicious mockery. My God, this, this is how it all ends. First, you make an episode on a world heavyweight champion, now you're making it on Brandon Cutler. You... You can't make me do this. None of you can make me do this. This is... This is my show! Why are you still recording? Stop... Stop the recording! Stop the... Tune in for this episode... of WWF 24... The Cutler Chronicles. And that is why we should not do an episode on Brandon Cutler. Wait. Didn't I post this on Twitter? Mother <laughs> On this week's episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing the man with not one, but two contracts. It's Brandon Cutler. One of my thoughts on his current stint in AEW Dark, what I think he could do then, where on earth will he go next? So for now, tell your friends. Tell your friendliest friends. Tell them all about this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! Ladies, gentlemen, lady gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast, the only podcast in which WWF is still involved with wrestling. I'm your host, Connor, and yes, we are... Don't get misled by my weird introduction to this, we are talking about Brandon Cutler. It's it's a weird situation, talking about Brandon Cutler, because for those of you who don't know who Brandon Cutler is, because I never do these introductions well, Brandon Cutler is a stint, a guy who is constantly on AEW Dark, who, up until about a month ago, was losing every single match. He's 
he's a guy who I look at and I think he has the most potential out of anyone on the AEW roster to have this organic babyface story. And if any of you saw me hint at the stuff we'll be talking about on Twitter, we'll get to some of it, like how I think he could have a TNT title run at some point, a feud with someone else mentioned on there, I won't say it for non-social media followers, but it's going to be a good show. I feel like I've wrote stuff that could work for Brandon Cutler's character at the point, because my main goal for this, of this Cutler Chronicles episode, is to convince people he should be on AEW Dynamite, <laughs> finally. More than just his first time being on there and losing to MJF. Like an actual feud for him. But to get to that, we need to establish something with Brandon Cutler. We need to give him some stories. Give him the stuff, because that's how you get a person over. It's with stories, it's with fiction, because everything in wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. Particularly, the first thing that I can't believe that we were never given a payoff to. And I feel like we have the pleasure and, in fact, a distinct order to see this through. The Dark Order. Because why, why did we never get this initially? So, for those of you who did not watch Being the Elite back in the early days of AEW Dynamite, back when there was no Exalted One, only the evilest of Unos, and a bunch of, like, Tres Quatos Sen Creepers dudes, and Evil Uno's bare chest, there was a whole, like, teased storyline with Brandon Cutler potentially joining the Dark Order. Where on throughout most of the Being Elite skits, there would be these flyers out saying, join the Dark Order. Oh, sorry, join the Dark Order. Um, or something like that. And I distinctly remember at one point, they had uh, Brandon Cutler, like, pick up one. Or at least pick up one of the flyers. Kind of similar to how they teased John Silver and Alex Reynolds joining the group, if you remember. They had... Pretty much the fastest losses in AEW history, losing to John Moxley. And they eventually joined the Dark Order. We, we never really got anything with Brandon Cutler's one. We got a tease of a bunch of potential new members along with Creepers. But we never really got anything else with it. So for me, that's a whole missed opportunity that I can't believe we haven't got yet. Because Brandon Cutler's record... Ooh. Ooh, baby. Like, he's starting to win now, but let's face it, Brandon Cutler is going to have to lose eventually. And you can start forming those cracks, because Brandon Cutler is someone who could be incredibly vulnerable. You know, we talk about wrestlers and their win-loss records in AEW specifically, and some of them have records where if they weren't signed by AEW, it's completely understandable why they would be losing. But Brandon Cutler has two contracts. They're, for any other character, this is kind of a big sort of stake that isn't really used with anyone else. And I think you can really use that with Brandon Cutler, where he needs to start picking up wins because his job is on the line. 
The man is not only doing online content, he's also wrestling at the same time. The Dark Order is a great example of potentially having a lot of possibilities, just not quite a lot of direction for it. Like, they've had this stuff specifically with Brody Lee, but they have a whole bunch of members who kind of all just kind of loom around the group. And so if you're going to keep it with that, why not add in someone like Brandon Cutler? I'm not saying that Brandon Cutler willingly joins in, because I think with the whole sort of like attention to detail that AEW does, you don't really need to have him willingly join. I think you can have him forcefully joined. Let me explain. As we've already mentioned, he is already on a massive winning streak. He has like four wins in a row at the moment. But, what happens when he loses again? If Brandon loses again, this is another great thing where you can have the Dark Order just sort of come out. Because they're always on AEW Dark. It should be called AEW Dark Order at this point. Just cut a promo. Hell, have Evil Uno try and sweet talk him into it. You know, both wearers of masks. Very unrelated reason to say it, but both wearers of masks. Both... Talkers, I think Brandon Cutler's getting there in terms of promos. And you can have this, like, set of skits. Maybe not even skits, but just promo packages of the Dark Order trying to convince Brandon Cutler to join. Just because they know what it's like to, like, constantly lose and lose and lose. And how hard it is just to get back on your feet. It took you ages to get your first win, Brandon. Do you think you're going to be able to win again? And just kind of build up from that point. Because as much as I love Brandon Cutler's D&D style attire, there's not much else to him other than he's the Young Bucks' childhood friends. And I feel like that's a big injustice to Brandon Cutler. You can really start building things around it. Maybe even that Kind of similar to MJF, Brody Lee, the Exalted One, aka Vince McMahon 2.0, possibly hires Brandon Cutler because of, specifically, his like financial debt maybe that he had before he even signed his contract with AEW. If you guys remember the BTE like, episode where Brandon Cutler signed, and it was a super emotional thing. He did specifically talk about kind of raising a couple of kids. Also, like, how he was really struggling financially. If you want, you can maybe, like, tie into sort of the COVID situation. Maybe that's a little bit too much real life put into that idea. But maybe do this thing where it's like, talents are getting payment cuts. And Brandon Cutler's one of them. And he needs to financially... When he needs to win these matches, not just for himself, but his family, who he fought tooth for nail, never asking for favours, just to get some money. And you can have this thing, kind of similar to how they treated Colt Cabana early on, of having Brandon Cutler be this babyface, who's forced to work with the Dark Order because he needs the money. He needs it for his kids, he needs it for his family. And really build the family man connection and that sort of organic rise that got us to 
take notice of Brandon Cutler in the first place. His Double or Nothing debut, he was one of the few people who got a pop and was introduced early in the match. So for me, I can imagine him being treated as like the underling of the underling of the underling of the Dark Order. Kind of kind of what John Silver was treated like before people started to get him over. As this sort of like punching bag. But he needs to be that punching bag just so he can have money. Think of it similar to uh, Cody Rhodes like taking like whippings from MJF for the match. He he doesn't want to do it. Of course he doesn't. He has like friends with like the Young Bucks and a bunch of the babyface people. He sees them nearly every day with like all the being in the elite skits. Or even just like his show Critical Bodge. You should go listen to that. And like various other things. He doesn't want to be this sort of like essentially slave to the Dark Order. So when you eventually give him that chance to just sort of like be let go from this situation. Like once this whole like pandemic thing happens and you just it's done and you have Brandon Cutler have this full on just sort of baby face fire retaliation like you put me through hell for six months you sent me like down to the deepest depths of my soul I don't know specifically this is all just kind of a random speculation idea because I think Brandon Cutler being in the Dark Order was an idea that could have been interesting our more in-depth idea is coming up a little bit later on So for me, this is just an idea of just getting him on dynamite. You don't necessarily need to have him have like a lot of big wins and win the feud against the Dark Order, but have him just sort of like appear on television more regularly, get him more familiar with the product, and also make him have more wins. Because I know the records reset at the end of the year, but people are going to still remember that big losing streak that this guy has had. And the more you can get him to win and erase this situation, the better. But speaking of erasing something, I feel I need to call the cleaners for a second. Kenny Omega. Sounds stupid, right? The guy who I personally believe is going to be the AEW World Heavyweight Champion by next week at the time of this recording in a feud with Brandon Cutler. Sounds confusing. Let me explain. So, little pre-context with this idea. This is completely under the guise that that John Moxley loses the AEW world title. Are we good? Cool. So, Kenny Omega's officially the AEW world heavyweight champion. He's the best bout machine. He has his sweepers with him, he's on top of the world, he's wearing those five-star suits, he's, like, just playing his theme song everywhere, he has Justin Roberts everywhere he goes, you know, just announcing him, because he is the world champion, he could be announced anywhere. And now, everywhere he goes. So, this is about a couple months into his title reign, and Kenny Omega has put out a challenge. A new type of match. But it isn't really a new type of match, but you know how AEW has these, like, things where it's like a hardcore match, but it's no. 
Elite Deletion Match. Oh, Falls Count Anywhere, Stadium Stampede. It's not that. So, what I'm suggesting is the best bout machine match, or the BBM match. Very bad acronym, we'll try something else at some point. And we're going to have this whole AEW night dictated to who is going to wrestle Kenny Omega in the main event. Because we all know from Kenny Omega's introductions that he is a guy who has, like, all these amazing accolades to him. So why wouldn't he give the little upstart a chance? Why wouldn't he give some random schmuck a chance? They're not challenging for the title. They're not going to win against Kenny Omega. That's, that's ridiculous. Hell, he even makes the declaration on Dark. Just because he's the best. Hell, he even has Justin Roberts, like, announce it throughout the entire show that, ladies and gentlemen, the main event of tonight will be Kenny Omega versus... versus Mystery Opponent, who should not be from North Carolina. And hell, you can have it where he visits, like, all of the individual locker rooms. He visits the world title locker room of, like, main eventers. He visits the tag division. He visits... AEW Dark, if you want to, like, show a backstage skit from, like, a few days ago. He basically sets the gauntlet to absolutely anyone. So, he's out there in the ring. He, he, of course, at this point, has already made his decision. He allows Justin Roberts to give the opponent an introduction instead of himself. In which... He lists all the similarities between him and Brandon Cutler. That they've been longtime friends of the Young Bucks. Like Kenny Omega, he is an incredibly resilient performer. Like Kenny Omega, he is a person who will just never say die. But unlike Kenny Omega, he never gave up on wrestling. And he is distinctly not from North Carolina... He is Brandon Cutler. And so you have Brandon Cutler's entrance. He's out there determined. It's his first AEW Dynamite main event. A match that he, in many other circumstances, would not be given this opportunity. Just coming out to the ring, you have the commentators putting over how it took Brandon Cutler over a year to get a win. Whereas it took that same amount of time for Kenny Omega to win the world title. Kind of like emphasizing the two's different levels. And so we begin the match with them. It's it's what you kind of expect it to be. Just Kenny Omega just clobbering the S word out of Brandon Cutler. Just V-trigger, V-trigger, V-trigger. Maybe a Kotaru Crusher, I don't know. And Brandon Cutler just keeps kicking out. Because at this point, he hasn't had a loss since he beat Peter Avalon. He is on a winning streak. A winning streak that many people believe might die during this match. So, Kenny starts getting just a little bit more aggressive with Brandon. He starts taking things a little bit too far, to some extent. Like, saying to him, you should have never been 
friends with the young bucks. I'm their true best friend. I'm the one who who raised their stock in Japan. You raised them down. You limited them. I made them excellent. Just little things to get under Brandon Cutler's skin. Because right now, we don't really have much on Brandon Cutler that Kenny Omega could really use. So, you've got to build on what you have. Maybe he, like, spits on uh, Brandon Cutler's ring gear because he knows that his wife made it, most likely. Because his wife makes ring gear. You know, just telling him she did a poor job. Dob. Job. <laughs> she also did a pure dob to the knee. I don't know. So, you really build up that Brandon Cutler just isn't losing. And you know, maybe he gets a little bit of counter-offense in, because Kenny Omega's completely underestimating him. He didn't expect him to last 10 minutes with him. And at this point, it's looking like Kenny Omega's going to set up for the win. It's all over for Brandon Cutler. He really tried. But who is to come out but the former AEW World Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley, whilst the ref is distracted with shenanigans, maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, something happening in commentary, I don't know what specifically, maybe it's the Young Bucks, sort of like getting the way, asking like, hey, can you have him just call off the match, and then John Moxley comes in, paradigm shift, the referee doesn't see it, Brandon Cutler crawls to the cover, and he gets the win. Now I know what you're thinking. This is ridiculous. It's Kenny Omega essentially, what I'm essentially pitching is that Kenny Omega loses to a guy who had like 27 straight losses, who at this point is the world heavyweight champion. Here's the thing. Kenny, I think, doesn't lose anything here because then you can blame it on John Moxley. But what this does for Brandon Cutler, it gives him a reason to be on Dynamite. Sure, he won't be challenging for the world title. Absolutely not. Because why would he? He has such a big losing streak that it, it shouldn't be possible for him during that year. But it gives him a reason to be on Dynamite, and it gives him a specific reason to show that he is a credible threat, and that this past year has been a growing year for Brandon Cutler. It wasn't a fluke, but it was kind of meant to happen. Make the losses Brandon Cutler's strength. You can put it over on commentary that because he's lost so much, he's had to really step up his game more than anyone else on the roster. He's had to watch more tape than anyone on the roster because he's seen what people could do to him. And I think Kenny Omega is no exception. You look at the guys that Brandon Cutler's lost to over the years. He has lost to Joey Janela early on. He lost to Sean Spears. He lost to FTR, arguably one of the greatest tag teams in the world. And also people who took the Young Bucks to the limit, who are now currently the World Tag Team Champions. That's that's a big resume of people who he could have potentially learnt from. And if you want to take it from a realistic standpoint, 
We all learn things more from mistakes than we do from victories. So hypothetically, you can take this maybe to some extent as a fluky win for Brandon Cutler, or you can take it as a well-deserved win. And yeah, he beat the world champion, and that sounds like a bad idea, but I don't think Kenny loses anything from it, and I think Brandon has so much to gain from it. It gives you a new TNT title contender, it establishes him as a credible threat, and it gives him a layer of experience that no one else on the roster has. Because one of the things in AEW that I think is important is giving wrestlers certain distinctions. Because styles make wrestling matches. And giving a guy who's lost so many times this sort of big win, and establishing that he could essentially beat anyone because he's lost to nearly everyone, I think is a very fun story that you can build off of this feud. Not even feud, just a brief match. With that in mind, we may as well get to it. Let's talk about a potential Brandon Cutler TNT title win. Sammy Guevara. Now I know what you're thinking. I said the TNT title, but the TNT champion is Darby Allen. Yes. But I think the person who's going to take the belt off of Darby is Sammy Guevara, and here's why. Darby Allen had this whole story built around how he just couldn't beat Cody. He had four matches of him and he just couldn't win, until finally at full gear he won the belt. Sammy Guevara has a similar story with Darby Allen, where he's constantly had matches with him, but he's yet to win. And in addition to that, Sammy Guevara has yet to win a feud, like not even a single one. And in the current Inner Circle storyline that we have right now, if you want Sammy to like prove himself a bit more in the group, give him the TNT title. I feel like that would make good sense character-wise to sort of like keep him around. So, with that in mind, we have our challenges set. Brandon Cutler versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. How does this come about, you may ask? Well, first of all, Brandon Cutler. He is basically a member of the Elite at this point. He, of all people, would not like the Inner Circle, because the Inner Circle are inadvertently the reason the Elite has started to break up. And one of the reasons why Hangman Page has this almost imposter syndrome type of situation, why Kenny is kind of going into his cleaner gimmick once again to some extent. So Brandon, I think, would have a little, little bit of anger there, you know? Plus, he has this thing on BT at this point where he kind of wants a belt. If you guys remember the skit where it was just everyone taking photos, and he just sees the TNT title, and he looks at the world title, and he's just given a regular belt. I think you can play off that a bit. Maybe... Sammy Guevara is so cocky in his ways that he kind of doesn't see Brandon as a threat, so he'll defend it. Hell, he'll defend it on Dark, he'll defend it on Payview, he'll defend it right here on Dynamite. He doesn't care, because there ain't no way Brandon Cutler's gonna win. But, what we have in this idea and scenario is an opportunity to have a truly, like, underdog, homegrown victory. 
Because Brandon Cutler, he is a guy who, if we go back to his initial signing, probably one of the most emotional like signings that AEW's ever had. Just from like a one-to-one like situation. Generally, I, I watched it before recording this podcast. Legitimately made me tear up. And I feel like you can play off all of the losses that we've already talked about. Play off of all the history of the inner circle. All the... His friends all essentially getting broken up. And him just trying to find his way on his own. Because AEW has slowly become a promotion of factions. And Brandon Cutler's all on his own. So, I think this type of program would kind of just be built around Brandon Cutler just trying to prove himself a bit. He's had these matches with people on Dark, but he hasn't really been able to showcase any of it on Dynamite. And I think the way that you have him be a contender for the TNT title is by getting a lucky pin at, like, a tag team match between... Maybe, like, him and Hangman Page, potentially, because of their friendship on BTE. And the thing with, like, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager, because Jake Hager ain't gonna take that fall. <laughs> Let's be honest, Sammy Guevara is put in that, like, faction specifically to take crazy bumps and to take falls. So, you can have him get this lucky roll-up victory. And you build on to that. They have a singles match. Brandon somehow, like, sneaks out another win. Build up that, how, as we've already talked about, him losing so many times is actually his biggest strength. And use that to their advantage. Now that, like, Sammy Guevara's lost to Brandon Cutler twice, have him sort of take on a similar thing in many ways. I like to compare Sammy Guevara to Jungle Boy, but as a heel. He's a guy who you can have lose so many times, yet he he seems credible regardless of it. We've already talked about it. Like, he's lost, like, nearly every single feud he's been in. He's the one who always takes the fall for the inner circle. But he always comes out as, like, my favourite member of the group. And that's... That's a skill that not many people have. So, if there's anyone who could, like potentially be the champion and lose it to someone like Brandon Cutler, I feel like Sammy Guevara is a good option for that. Plus, Sammy Guevara will make Brandon Cutler's offense look like a million bucks. He is so good at playing a heel who is super athletic, but won't, like, put any effort into it, which is a great contrast with Brandon Cutler, who feels like every, like, piece of offense that he has he needs to put in 110% otherwise he isn't going to be around anymore he's a guy who as said vocally multiple times has never really asked for favors he's been a guy who's earned everything on his own so for him this means basically everything to him that he might finally get a championship after so many years of just trying to wrestle, then quitting wrestling, then coming back to it. Build this, like, organic story of a guy who gave up gave up on it for the sake of his family, then came back because he truly loves the sport, to eventually go on and win. And this, to me, does wonders for both guys. 
it gets Sammy a big loss, which can lead to teasers of the inner circle breaking out and getting rid of Sammy Guevara. And you build a credible singles competitor. A guy who, through all of his losses, has actually made the most of it. I think Brandon Cutler's a great fit for that TNT championship. If you're not going to put him in the main event, which I think is a perfectly reasonable thing to do, some guys are just meant for a main event spot, putting Brandon as they've usually been calling the AEW like TNT title as being the face of TNT, I think that's a very good face to have. Like, you've got the story of him being this guy pretty much down on his lock, quitting wrestling, then coming back to it, and then just fighting from underneath just to get a single shot, and the only time that he did, he killed it. I think that's a story that, if you're really building off each guy who takes the belt as being kind of the face in TNT, we saw it with Cody when he first held it, how he was taking on all comers, we saw it with Brody Lee, how the minute that he won the belt, they pretty much took over the entire show. And then to Darby right now, who's kind of this anti-hero type of character, being the face of TNT. I feel like Brandon Cutler represents this underdog babyface that we haven't really got with the title yet. Because I feel like Darby Allen isn't quite as much of an underdog as people think he is. And I feel like adding Brandon Cutler in that spot is a, it's a good test for him. You can get over his, like, stuff, because I feel like you can get a bunch of merchandise of a Brandon Cutler, like, uh, Brandon Cutler-themed dice, uh, Brandon Cutler-themed jackets, and all this other fun jazz that you have with him having a D&D gimmick. Build on those things. My final idea for what Brandon should do is, well, to put it simply, in the words of everyone's favourite general manager, Teddy Long. We, we've we got ourselves a tag team match. It's against the Young Bucks. And who's his partner, you may ask? It's Hangman Page. Now, we've got to the other point that I kind of teased that I've been kind of wanting to talk about. It's the relationship between Hangman Page and Brandon Cutler. If you guys have watched Being the Elite, which I think people who tend to watch AW do, but I understand that not everyone wants to add more content, they had a very, like, interesting relationship where both of them really opened up to each other in a weird way. Like, Brandon Cutler, when to just pretty much bond with Hangman Page over their losing streaks. Just chucking away, like, pumpkins during, like, Halloween night, drinking beers. And there was, like, a real sense of, like, childhood camaraderie, which I really enjoyed between the two. Of course, that didn't really last very long. Eventually, Hangman Page just shouted back at him, saying that he wished that he got the Young Bucks in their corner, which Brandon had at the end of it kind of this jealousy well not really jealousy he was just saying that eventually the young bucks will betray brandon which didn't really end up happening but it was a possibility nonetheless so the way that i see this going is originally this whole idea was going to be a brandon cutler 
Hangman Page, Singles Feud. But the more I thought about it, the more I really thought that the best way to get Brandon Cutler over was to put him in a tag match with Hangman Page. Because as of right now, Hangman Page is a broken man. He has essentially lost everything that he held dear when he initially came into the company. His big promise of being world champion didn't work out. His tag team title run with Kenny Omega no longer existing. His friendship with the Elite done. Or is it? Because Brandon Cutler's a childhood friend of the Young Bucks. Of anyone who has known about Hangman Page's situation, he's been the one guy who's tried to get them back together. So, for me, he's the guy who has the potential of really sort of addressing the issue still present. The Young Bucks still not really forgiving him for the tag team title situation. Hangman Page's kind of alcoholism that seems to be clearing up, but that's still fairly up in the air at the time of this recording. So what I suggest is that we get a pay-per-view quality tag team match, not for the tag titles, because this is not about the tag titles, against the Young Bucks versus Hangman Page and Brandon Cutler. Brandon, of course, setting up this match because he believes that Hangman Page is really sorry about this whole situation, and that the only way that these people are going to get back together is if they settle their differences. In a tag team match, player. So, we come to the match. It's Brandon Cutler, Hangman Page. They're, they're teaming up fairly well. Like, for a tag team that's makeshift, they're putting up a decent fight against the Young Bucks. Until Hangman Page gets the tag in. Brandon Cutler, of course, he's just, he's cheering on Hangman Page. He realises that he is essentially fighting his former best friends. Brandon Cutler, of course, he's fighting his best friends. He doesn't want to fight his best friends, but he knows he has to do this, just so Hangman Page can get a chance to be friends with them again. So Hangman Page... He doesn't tag in. He doesn't do any wrestling moves. He just lets the Young Bucks wail on him. Super kick. Super kick. Super kick. Super kick. Super kick. Brandon Cutler comes in. And he just inserts himself into this situation. He tries to break up the whole conflict. In fact, he even like puts on some specific offense to just hit the Young Bucks. Stop them from just super kicking Hangman Page to say he's learned his lesson. He's trying to like communicate to you that he's sorry. Can't you just listen to him? And of course the young bucks, they're still angry. Why would they? So they just keep super kicking him. And Brandon just keeps on trying to stop. He keeps on trying to like hold him back. And you put in the audience's mind that even Brandon Cutler's kind of confused about it. This isn't really a Young Bucks heel turn as much as it's the Young Bucks kind of getting comeuppets on Hangman Page. And as long with it, it's also a way of giving Brandon Cutler another layer to his character. Kind of a little bit more of a noble element that he can't stand seeing these guys fight. So for the sake of them settling their differences... 
like he would just run in front of Hangman Page and take the shots for him, just so they can start sort of like making up. I feel like that's a good way of sort of bringing the elite slowly back together. If you don't want Hangman Page to go through this cycle of sadness that we're currently going through with him in his current arc in AEW. Bring in Brandon Cutler. It gives an interesting layer because then you can also tie it into being the elite and how he's essentially seen them sort of everywhere. He edits the shows. He sees what's going on. Gives him something to do. That's always nice. In general, this is just my campaign to get Brandon Cutler onto Dynamite. So for me, this just adds another, you know, level, another like piece of sprinkling onto the cake. That is the Hangman Page Imposter Syndrome-esque storyline that we're in. So with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, we're on to our final segment of the show, Fantasy Fumble. And for those who don't know what Fantasy Fumble is, Fantasy Fumble is, it's the weirdest part of my head that pitches ideas where I attempt to make the weirdest, wackiest storyline that I can come up with into a reasonably small condensed format. So without further ado, Fantasy Fumble will begin in 3, 2, 1, Fumble. Let the dumpster fire begin! So we begin. As usual with Dungeons and Dragons man, Brandon Cutler, he's just rolling d20s across the entire place. He is doing his best, rolling natural fives, natural tens, and a natural twenty out of nowhere. He suddenly has the confidence of a moon, powers, strength. So he enters the ring, defeats Peter Avalon once again, and returns back. He's doing great. He's Brandon Cutler. He is a cut above the rest. So we see this. He gets better, faster, stronger. To a point where he finally gets the dynamite. And then, cease and desist. Brandon Cutler is hit with a cease and desist letter from the WWE. Why is he hit with this? Is it because he's friends with the Young Bucks? Is it because he's friends with Kenny Omega? Is it because of all the stuff he's done of being the Elite? No! He is hit there. Because he is using an acronym. TPK. What does TPK stand for? Total Party Kill. But for WWE? It's a whole new faction that they're developing, so by proxy they are giving it copyright. Brandon Cutler is PO'd, he's annoyed, so he's on a mission to take on all former WWE guys who enter here, says says Abanoni, uh, Dan Mafer, all these other guys, he's rolling his D20, he's rolling it out, natural 20, he hits, he shoots, he scores, he devours the enemy, not really devours, you know, because he has the dragon hat, but that doesn't really matter, we continue on next week, where he is there, Peter Avalon. They confront each other, him now pretty Peter Avalon, him just Brandon Cutler, 
they discuss the recent cease and desist, how they're taking over everything on dark, because it's black, because it's black, yellow, and gold, similar to another black, yellow, and gold brand. So they discuss a truce, a truce and allegiance, take on the WWE, a worldwide entertainment, because they can't say the full acronym. So they travel. They move from place to place, rolling dice to dice, convincing themselves that they are going to find the WWE Performance Center. So they continue on, arriving at the Performance Center. They look on, and of course, it's blocked by ninjas. Why is it blocked by ninjas? Because Tozawa's ninjas. They won't allow them into the building. So Brandon, undecided, rolls a dice. Peter just goes straight in there, and then Pete, then, you know, Brand Brandon Cutler just has to join in. So they have the whole clash. <laughs> they clash Brandon Cutler in this Dungeons and Dragons style combat against ninjas. Doesn't quite work out. They get hit, they get beat up, and they discover that some of them unveil their masks. It is members of the former NXT roster. That's right, it is. Tino Sabatelli, Cesar Bononi, and the Legionnaires. Remember the Legionnaires? <laughs> they said they won't allow them into the building until they face them at next week's AEW Dark. Or if they win, they get AEW contracts. They lose. Well, then they just lose. And Brandon, if he loses, I forgot what I was about to say. He would lose his contracts. Because Brandon had them contracts. So they have their match. Two on four. Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons versus Ninjas and Dimwits. The match. Competitive. Fought for power. Strength. The end, Cutler rolls the dice like a bowling ball, hitting them down, hitting them back up. Martinis, Brandon Cutler moves. Uh, the TPK, total party kill, they destroy the party. Thus they find a newfound respect from Dungeons and Dragons, for Brandon and Peter, and for the rest of the world, it was a true TPK. Yeah, I couldn't come up with anything for this story. <laughs> Is it padding, technically? Yes. Could I come up with something interesting and original for that? No. <laughs> Shouldn't you be impressed I came up with Brandon's stories? Maybe, maybe not. Either way, I'm, I'm going to have to leave the episode here. I, I wish I could have gave a better quality fantasy fun, but like I should usually mention in these things... Uh, those bits are all 100% improvised, <laughs> so I have no idea where the story's going. I have a fort in my head, river of that fort sticks in my head. That's a whole different story. <laughs> I'm sorry about the quality there. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you all have a lovely day. Once again, thank you for the amazing influx of downloads lately. Like, you guys have 
kind of been doing amazing lately. So just want to say thank you to that. I generally do appreciate it a ton. And if you guys want to know when the next episodes are coming out, uh, I usually post them on social media, so you can follow me at Connor the Cooper, or you can follow me on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction. Anyways, uh, I've been Connor. You've been watching Wrestling with Fiction, and remember, everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>